the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. AM 630 The Word is proud to feature our Church of the Week. Our desire is that you will get to know the pastors and churches in our community and find a church you and your family can call home. Here's the host of our AM 630 The Word Church of the Week program, Director of Ministry Development, Marcus Burgos. Thank you and welcome once again to the Church of the Week program right here on AM 630 The Word. I'm so blessed to be back in the studio today. And, you know, I wanted to share with you something, something that's been on my heart, and maybe you heard me talk a little bit about it last week, but I wanted to follow up. In the book of 2 Kings, chapter 4, uh, now I'll, I'll read you verse 6. It says, Now it came to pass when the vessels were full that she said to her son, Bring me another vessel. And he said to her, There is not another vessel. So the oil ceased. We talked a little bit last week about how we can pour out into the lives of others, how you should pour something out into other lives. And, and as you pour, God will pour into you. And, and this widow, she poured out of her lack, out of her need, and God gave her. What God gave her by way of the prophet was an opportunity to be blessed. It may sound like it was, it was, they were just trying to take from her and, and all the church wants is my money and that preacher is just money hungry, but that's not it. Giving is the key to receiving. The Bible says, uh, give and you will receive. And so in this instance, by the time we get to verse 6 of Second Kings, verse 4, we see that they ran out of oil, but the only reason they ran out of oil wasn't because God was limited or God finished. It was because their their faith had come to an end. It was as far as their faith went. How do I know that? It's because the vessels finished. Bring me another jar, she said. And her son said, there are no more jars. And when they finished the amount of vessels, when they ran out of vessels, when they ran out of jars, the oil stopped. And so we have a lot to do with our blessing. We have a lot to do with how much we have and what, how much uh, blessing we have. And so today, I want to just quickly encourage you to give. Give what you have. Pastor, I don't have a lot. Yeah, but you, you have something. You have something. At the beginning of this passage in, in 2 Kings chapter 4, he asks her two questions. He says, what would you have me to do? And the second was, what do you have? And so what would you want God to do for you? Could you answer that question? But then the second question is, what do you have? Do you realize that even though you have need, you have something that is of value? You have something that you can give to another. Someone, your neighbor, your, your, someone close to you can be blessed by what you have. You may have a testimony. You may have a smile or a hug. You may have something. And I'm challenging you today, San Antonio. Give. Pour out. Pour out into a life, uh, into your children. Pour out into your neighbor's kids. Maybe they're in trouble. Pour out. Give them a, a word of, of hope, a word of encouragement. Give them something. You know what? Maybe today or, or this weekend you should, you should find your pastor, and he's been giving so much. Maybe give him a little bit. 
maybe maybe give him some love and and let him know he's he's doing a good job let him know that uh that you appreciate him and all that he does and 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 his wife and his children and the family appreciate the pastoral family i would i would challenge you to do that and and that'll go a, a little bit a little bit could go a long way just like in this passage she says she had a little bit of oil and that little bit of oil went a long way and it filled many lives it filled many jars and many lives were transformed because of that and at the end of the passage she goes back to the prophet, and the prophet says, "You know what? Uh, sell sell what you sell some of the oil and live on it for the rest of your life." So you know what? It's going to be enough. It's going to be more than enough. You're going to be blessed. To give is the key to receiving. So don't hold back. Give. And so today, I'm uh, we're here in the studio, in the KSLR studios, AM six thirty. The word Church of the Week, and we're celebrating. Uh, church and life, and we're celebrating with a man of God that, uh, like I say, I love I love the people that travel, the ministers that travel all over the world, and they preach the gospel from nation to nation, and and from church to church, and arena to arena, and and they touch lives all over the place. But I have a special appreciation in my heart for those men and women that are local, those men and women that we bump into them at the supermarket. When we call at 3 a.m. because the baby's fever doesn't break, they answer the phone. They come visit us at the hospital. They pray over us. They check up on us every once in a while. And so I have a special place in my heart for, the, for these men and women. And so today I'm honored to be in studio with one of these men, one of these local guys. that uh, he, has a, he has a great smile and a great laughter. He fills the room when he comes into his is Pastor Ruben Trevino. He is the pastor of Community Connect Church right here in, in San Antonio. So, Pastor Ruben, thank you so much for joining us today. Absolutely, Marcus. Pastor Marcus, thanks for having us. It's a pleasure to be here with you today. You know, so many people know you. You, you are known. I could, I could say, I don't even have to say Trevino. I could just say Ruben. Because, oh, yeah, I know Ruben. And, and, and uh, usually most meetings that I go to, you, are, you just left or you just got there. You, you, you were there. You know, and and uh, you're, you're in a lot of places, but I want the listening audience today to get to know you a little bit more, and so I want to ask you some questions. You're good with that? Absolutely, it's a pleasure. They probably know me because my name's Ruben, and they think of a sandwich. There you go. Yeah, and we and we eat a lot here. <laughs> but uh, I want I want to introduce San, I want to introduce Ruben Trevino to San Antonio today. And so tell me, tell me a little bit. Are you, are you a San Antonian? Were you born and raised here? Where did you come from? Where, what's, what's your history? I'm not from San Antonio, actually. I was born in the Rio Grande Valley in a small little town called Westlaco, Texas. And then I, was, uh, I lived in Donna, Texas until I was about 21 when I got married. So I'm not from San Antonio, but I always imagined myself living in San Antonio. I fell in love with the city when I was in high school. Our high school would come to San Antonio to compete um, Health Occupation Students of America, right. for those of you who know what that is, HOSA. And so we would come to San Antonio, and I thought, man, in my heart, I, I'm, a, I'm from the country, but in my heart, I always knew I was going to live in San Antonio. My father actually was stationed uh, here in San Antonio for a short while while he uh, served in the Army, and then he was, of course, uh, PCS'd over to Fort Polk, Louisiana, but uh, I, I love, love, love San Antonio. It's I, I tell people, it's a small, big town. Yes, uh, it's large enough to do a lot of things, yet small enough to probably know some people that you know. 
Yeah. And uh, so I love that about San Antonio. It's a warm city, warm town. It's got that hometown feel. Yeah. Well, that's good because I, I love San Antonio too. And I'm not from here. You know, I'm from I'm from a, a little a little city called the Bronx, New York. <laughs> a little city. <laughs> and uh, even though I didn't I didn't imagine myself being here, you know, God had other plans. Yes, sir. And so here here we are today, and uh, enjoying enjoying San Antonio. So now, tell me about your your experience with God. Are you were you born and raised in a Christian home? Are you a PK? What was that like? And and how was your conversion experience? Absolutely. I'm not a PK, although my father and mother were involved in ministry. Um, so I never really had a relationship with the Lord. I was the thinking, man, well, my parents are saved. I'm saved. Mm -hmm. uh, the gospel actually came to our home through my grandmother, who's now with the Lord. Uh, in the 20s and 30s, actually, uh, there were brothers and sisters from the local church there in Donna, Texas, that we're witnessing from house to house, knocking on doors. And uh, one of those doors was my grandmother. And I get choked up. And so she uh, she accepted the Lord. She invited the Lord to be the, uh, the Lord Jesus Christ to be her Lord. And so she passed that on. My father actually grew up without a dad. So she was mother and father. And so she managed to be a single parent and yet... Uh, reared them in such a way that they were fearful of the Lord. And so my dad learned that. And from my dad, he passed it on to us. And so we're, and then of course we have passed it on to our children. So my children are like fourth generation. Yes. Uh, you know, we have such a rich heritage and I thank God for that. So it began with my grandmother, my dad, myself, uh, and then of course now our children, they're involved in ministry as well. So I never imagined myself pastoring. Actually, I was running from the calling of God. I thought, man, I was a musician or I am a musician. And I thought, man, I'm just going to – my pulpit will be the piano or yeah. the keyboard. And uh, I never imagined I'd be a pastor. That was the last thing on my mind. But it was prophetically spoken over us when we were children. Uh, a local pastor just got a word from the Lord and he spoke that over our lives that my brother and I would be pastors and ministers one day. And lo and behold, that – word came to fruition. My brother, my younger brother, Elias, uh, they, he was, he's also a pastor yeah. uh, in our, where I was born in Westlaco, Texas, actually. So uh, no, I wasn't uh, a PK, but uh, I was born in church, if you will, under the pews, yeah. if you will. I remember as a little kid falling asleep under the piano, an old rickety upright piano that my dad played at church. And so I would fall asleep under there. So literally uh, not born in church, yeah. but Born into this rich heritage, I tell people that uh, I was born in the third pew. <laughs> yeah, and uh, because uh, all my life, all my life, I remember church, and and being involved, and and yeah. that was life. That was our entertainment. That was our responsibility. That was everything. Now, our life was wrapped up in church. And I also tell people, don't feel sorry for me. <laughs> don't feel sorry for no. me. I'm blessed. Absolutely. I'm I'm blessed. And you know, as I, as I hear you, I hear you speaking about being fourth, or your children are the fourth generation. That is such a blessing. Absolutely. Such a blessing. And I don't, I don't, and and I hope people don't feel sorry for you or for them because it, there there's a whole there's a whole list of things that you guys have avoided. Yes, sir. That you that is not part of your testimony. That God could have brought you out of, yes. but he didn't have to because you never went that way. 
Absolutely. You know, and so and, and what I would I would say, and perhaps there's somebody listening today that needs to be encouraged. Well, you know what? I My parents were not saved. My grand, I don't have that legacy that Pastor Reuben has. But you know what? It has to start somewhere. Absolutely. Right. There's always a beginning. The, the Bible says that he will visit up to the fourth generation. He's going to he's going to bless them. So why don't you be generation one? I right. Agree. How agree. would you encourage someone? That perhaps they're they're struggling with that, and and now you can say, you know what, mom, you know what, that my 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 grandmother did it. You can you can do it, and you can begin something in your legacy, in your heritage that'll be a blessing to to your family. Absolutely. Listen, you don't have to necessarily uh, be born in church. Uh, the grace of God is so big that it will catch up to you. Uh, and so a lot of church folk, I've heard them, well, I, I don't have a testimony because I was never out there in, you know, the party scene and drugs and alcohol and all that. It says, well, that's a great testimony that you were never in those things. Mm-hmm. And, and uh, that's a testimony in itself. Uh, I won't be able to reach some people that you could probably reach. And so I want to encourage you, if you're listening today, Jeremiah 1 and 5, and it's blessed me. And this is the Lord uh, speaking to Jeremiah. He says, Before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. Before you were born, I set you apart. I appointed you as a prophet to the nations. And so we get hung up on, well, I'm not a prophet or a preacher. Maybe you're not, but you have a calling and a purpose in your life. And so he knew you before your mama and your daddy ever got together. He knew you, and there was purpose, and there is purpose in your life. So I want to encourage you doesn't matter where you've been, what you've done. Uh, there is a plan for your life. And he knew you before you were even your mama's belly. And you've got purpose. And you, uh, you are designed by purpose and with purpose. Amen. Amen. So now, now we, we fast forward a little bit. We're here on AM630, the Word Church of the Week program with Pastor Ruben Trevino of Community Connect Church. That's who you're listening to. And uh, I want to continue hearing from you, Pastor. Uh, tell me, now, how was, so that was passed on to you. Correct. The, the legacy, the, the upbringing, it was, it was religious, it was church-filled, it was relationship with God. But where was that moment in your life where you had to say, you know what, it's no longer grandma's God or my dad, uh, I, it has to become my relationship. How did that happen with you? Well, it's an indelible impression, uh, that, you know, the Lord put in my heart or my experience, he's left an indelible impression. Uh, I was 13 years old um, when, for the first time, I went to a youth camp in Lufkin, Texas. And so I was uh, seeking the Lord. I, I didn't have a personal relationship with him. My parents had their own relationship, but I needed my own relationship with the Lord. And so it was in August the 13th of 1983, I'll never forget. And so I went to a youth camp, and the Lord filled me with His Spirit there, and that's where I encountered Him. I asked Him to reveal Himself to me because I really wanted to be filled with the the Spirit of God. And so uh, it didn't happen on Monday. I went back to my my chair, disappointed, and I uh, didn't feel it happen on Tuesday or Wednesday. And it was on a Thursday. I will never forget Thursday, August the thirteenth of nineteen eighty three. That. I made Jesus my Lord and Savior, uh, and I was filled with the Holy Spirit. Mm. Uh, and about a month later, uh, on September the 13th, I, I went down into baptismal waters. Yeah. And so I had my own impersonal, uh, my own and personal encounter with 
Lord Jesus Christ, kind of like Paul mm-hmm. uh, did. And so uh, I'm so grateful for it. Wow. So you had to you had to own it. You had to have that experience. And it took it, lo- it sounds like it took getting away from everything. Absolutely. I had to get away from parents. Uh, the, the Lord had a plan for me. And yeah. I think it, it happened when I was away from parentals and other influences uh, at the you know, at a local church, local town, friends. Uh, and so it was while I was away that this happened. And so it didn't happen at the local church. I mean, I, I we were faithful. We were involved. I was involved in, in ministry here and there. But I, I can't say that I had a relationship. I was just kind of going through the motions, if yeah. you will. Uh, not until I had that encounter, that personal encounter. So that's why I know nobody can tell me different, that he does not exist. I know he exists because he changed my life. And so I want to, for those of you that are listening, I want to encourage you. Maybe you've been away from church for a while. uh, And so the Spirit of the Lord is speaking to you right now. Come back to church. He's got a plan for your life. He wants to reveal himself in a personal way, not the way that he may have revealed himself to a grandparent or your parent or a friend, but he wants to reveal himself to you in a very personal and loving way. Amen. Amen. But you know what else I would I would ask you to to maybe encourage someone, maybe there's a mom and a dad, and they've been in church and they've raised their kids in church and they don't see their kid connecting. You know, they're go they're in church maybe even on in in the band, right? You know, and they don't see that connection happening. How would you encourage a parent in that situation? I would say, like my parents, I know that they would pray for me. I would, I would hear, and I would see my dad and my mom on their knees, interceding for us. And even though we were born in church, if you will, they knew that I needed to have a personal relationship with him. So I want to encourage you, mom and dad, single mom, single dad, don't give up on your children. Um, my parents did not give up on me, even though I was born and raised in church. They continued to pray for me. So mom and dad, continue to pray for your son and your daughter. God does not uh, shut his ear. Uh, you may not see it today. You may not see it tomorrow. But that seed that has been planted in their lives will soon come to fruition, just like it did in mine and probably like it did in That's yours, right. Pastor Marcus. And so it's just a matter of time. And God God has his own plan his, in his economy. You know, your children are already blessed, and they, they will. They will. Like Joshua said, as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. And so our children are listening. Your children are listening more than you think. And it begins with you, Mom and Dad. And just don't give up on them. Continue to pray for them and love them. My, you know, my experience, you, you, you brought me into this and reminded me. You know, your mom, you saw your mom and dad praying for you. I would wake up in the morning, and, and my forehead would be oily. <laughs> yeah, I had oily forehead and, and pimples. Yeah. Uh, so my my mom would would sneak into my room, and in each one of our rooms there was five of us, and she would sneak in and just and pray and put oil on our forehead, a little oily cross. Absolutely. And so I had a I had pimples lined up like a cross on my forehead <laughs> yeah. for much of my teenage years. But praise the Lord, it worked. Amen. It worked, and you know the Bible says, "Raise up a child." Yeah. Right in the way Isaiah. that the way that he should go, and when when he gets older, he will not depart from it. And so we have to plant the seed. Absolutely, you know, if, it, it's ridiculous to think that you would harvest anything if you did not first sow a seed. 
you know. And so if you're ever going to harvest love, you got to you got to sow it. If you're ever going to harvest joy, you got to if you if those if those kids are ever going to live the life that you want for them and that God has planned for them, then you got to sow some seed in them. Absolutely. And, and a lot of what they learn, they learn by by you teaching them, but they also learn by them seeing you. So I, I totally agree with with praying someplace where they can see you. Yeah. Let them walk in and you are uh, reading the Bible. Absolutely. Let them, you know, pray in the living room sometimes. Yeah. You know, and let them let them see you on on your knees and 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 praying to God and and let them understand that you do have a prayer life. You know, they may not think it's cool, but but they'll know who to go to when they get in trouble. Yes, sir. Amen, somebody. Amen. And so now let's transition a little bit uh, because you you are the pastor of uh, C3, C3 Church, right? Is that what we're, we're... Yeah, correct. C3 is just the acronym for Community Connect Church. So, Community Connect Church. Yeah, Community Connect Church. We are the connector between the church and the community. We are, I tell the church family all the time, you are the only Jesus that the world may ever see. And so you are that connector. So when we planted the church, uh, we put some business strategy into it. And so uh, we don't want to just launch. We we wanted to have our name have purpose. So C3 is just the acronym for Community Connect Church. And again, there's a connect between church and community. I like that. I like that. So how do, how are you doing that? What is What are some of the practical ways that you have done that uh, to be that that connector between the community and, and the church? How, how does that happen? You know, it, it can't happen in a building on Wednesdays and on Sundays. Uh, we have to live it out. We have to flesh it out uh, on a daily basis. Your coworkers are watching you, mm-hmm. how you react and how you handle things, even how you manage your social media, uh, how you uh, behave in public. Uh, and so we preach and we teach the church family that it's easy to clap your hands at church and raise your hands and, you know, sing the songs. The real, you know, the real test comes on Monday and Tuesday and Wednesday and every day of the week. And so we have to flesh it out. And so from the get-go of our ministry, it was uh, always externally based. Um, it's not in inwardly based. Right. Uh, we look at the outside, and so we're we're always co- constantly trying to you know develop new ways on how to build a bridge between the community and the church. The community may not come to church, but the church must always go to the community. And so we've got you know a food pantry going on. We uh, once a month we we give away food. Uh, that's one of our dreams when we started the ministry and God allowed us about five years ago for it to come to fruition. So that's one way we serve the, the community. Uh, we serve our community uh, with other youth programs. Uh, and so uh, youth camps, uh, yeah. backpack giveaways, school supply giveaways, uh, uh, homeless backpacks. Uh, and so we try to reach out and not always reach in. And so that has uh, it's not it's not a formula, if you will, Pastor Marcus. It's just a mandate, and we're right. trying to follow that mandate to go out and preach uh, to our own Judea, our own Samaria, to the uttermost parts of the world. Maybe where you work, yeah, that's your Judea, that's your Samaria, uh, and so we uh, try to teach the church that. We need to flesh it out on a daily basis. I love I love what you said there. It's not it's not a it's not a strategy, but a mandate. 
Absolutely. You know, and so a lot of churches want to know what you're doing, what they're doing, so I can do the same thing. And I, and I've never really liked that. Right. You know, because of that reason. And I'm going to do what I what I the way it works in my neighborhood, in my city, in my town, but you you just do it and figure it out, you know, and you're going to you're going to get there. But now tell me where where's the church because you're giving away food but I don't know where to go. <laughs> okay. Well, we uh the landmark would be we are between 151 uh-huh. and Marbach. We are located right behind Acadiana Cajun Cafe. And so uh, right behind it is where we are located. We're in the shopping mall, if you will, where San Antonio Shoes is at. And uh, you can't miss this because we're on the frontage road of 410 between 151 and Marbach, right behind Acadiana Cafe. And you're on the Internet. How can we find you on the web? www.communityconnectchurch.org is where you can find us. Uh, You can also find us on Facebook, Instagram, uh, Twitter. CommunityConnectChurch.org. You got to spell the whole, the yes. whole thing out. Yes. Okay. And so now, what time are services? How you know what? How do I how do I have to go dressed? Do I have to go in my in my three piece and and, and ruffled? What what is that like? No, sir. Absolutely not. It's casual ambience, uh-huh. uh, and so uh, you don't have to wear a suit and tie if you want to wear one. Hey, you can wear one. If you don't want to wear one, you don't have to wear one. Uh, People show up in shorts. Uh, People uh, show up in ties. Uh, We've never actually, it's always been a casual environment. So, Pastor Ruben, won't you invite us in a couple of seconds that we have left, invite San Antonio. Absolutely. Hey, listen, San Antonio, uh, we meet on Sundays at 1030 to 1130. Don't let that surprise you. But you would say, that's just one hour. We, we get it done in one hour. Amen. And we also meet on Wednesdays from 7 to 8 p.m. for Bible study. And, and uh, life happens on Wednesday as well. All right. Thank you, San Antonio. You're hearing from Pastor Ruben Trevino of Community Connect Church. God bless you, San Antonio. Bless you. Thank you for joining us today as we featured our AM 630 The Word Church of the Week. We hope that during this past half hour, you got a chance to know the pastor and learn something about their church. We encourage you to get involved in your local community church. If you'd like to nominate your pastor to be featured on an upcoming Church of the Week program, submit your nominations at am630theword.com. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.